With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Healing House with Dr. Eileen. Dr. Eileen is an international healer, speaker, teacher, and published author of her latest book, Frequencies. Share the next half hour with us as we journey to find balance of body, mind, and spirit in an unbalanced world. We then invite you to call in or log into our chat and share your thoughts and insights. And now your host, Dr. Eileen. Well, happy Thursday, everyone. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. And as usual, for those of you who are in the L.A. area, the guest call-in number is 424-258-9337. And for everyone else, including right back here in the beautiful, yet once again rainy, San Francisco Bay Area, the toll-free number is 877-697-9725. Producer Kaina is on, and she has the chat room open. So if you'd like to log in there, if you have a question or comment you want to put in, then she will make sure it gets to me, and I will be joining the chat room after the show. Now, if you'd like to call in and you have a question for me, press 1, and that will tap you through to Producer Kaina, who will take your call and make sure that it gets over to me. So here we are in Part 2 of my self-proclaimed Healer's Month. This is the month of the healer. And in this episode, we're going to be looking at self-care. And one of the most fundamental issues among healers is that we place the needs of others before our own. We usually decide we are just fine and we'll push ourselves well past where we should be mentally, energetically, and even physically. So today, we're going to be talking about tools and tricks to be able to make sure that we are at our best so that we can give others our best. So the first thing about self-care is acknowledging that you need it. It is the first step in saying, I can only give so much. And depending on, you know, the state of our personal ego, which, I mean, it's not a bad thing. Everything has light and shadow. And the great part about ego is that confidence that, you know what, I can do this. If they're going to beat me, they're going to break a record to do it. Gung-ho, I will not be stopped type of thing. Yes, that is ego in its absolutely most beautiful form. It's that idea that no one and nothing is going to stop you from achieving it because in your mind, you've already done it. Now, the problem with ego is that also it can sometimes tell us those wonderful little tales that we don't need rest, that we are so important to everybody that we cannot take time for ourselves because the world will come to an end if we do. And acknowledging that we each have a line that when we cross that, unpleasant things happen. We start losing our ability to sleep. 
we start carrying the hard things that people share with us, the healing works we do, we start taking that on to ourselves. When somebody comes to you because they've got a backache, they walk out fine, and your back is killing you because you have empathically absorbed it. Or maybe it is that, you know, if you're a body worker, you're not able to do the, you know, the body mechanics that you need to protect yourself. So when we look at all the ways that, you know, we can take ourselves to that edge, and I will be the first one to admit that I do this probably more than I should because it reaches that place. Now, you may be in a situation, I was in a situation, you know, I used to go to Mexico to help a group of chiropractors treat people. And, you know, it was set up at a Red Cross. And over three days, we treated 1,700 people. And there were about 20 of us. And in that case, yeah, you are going to hit that wall and, you know, you've got a whole bunch of people. You know, you may have five, 600 people to see that day. So you make it happen. And doing this every once in a while not a problem. It It's good to stretch that muscle a little bit further. And, you know, just to see, because what it does is it builds up your energetic endurance. Now, what I mean by energetic endurance is those times when you do have to hold space for someone for days. You know, someone may be in a real bad space, had a lot of really tough things happen, and they need you there. In that case, you make sure that you've got a backup. Say, hey, I need to go and get some sleep, have this person come in and sit in with them. But, you know, it may be that you need to, you know, push yourself a little bit harder, which is very cool. It's a wonderful ability to have. But it should be the exception, not the rule. When you're a practitioner, and we're going to be talking about, next week we're going to be talking about the business of healing. And when, you know, as I do, this is your job, it is so important to be able to separate your workday from your, your non-working time because it's very easy because we love what we do. I, I could not imagine getting up every morning and doing anything else other than coming in and, you know, working with people physically, working with them, you know, spiritually, you know, doing energy work and doing chiropractic and all of that stuff. And, when I first started, it was like, you know, I'd finish my work day and then somebody would call me up, hey, I'm having this problem, can you come over to the house and help me with it? I wasn't turning it off. You have to be able to turn it off every once in a while. You know, even something that you enjoy, even something that you love. And as, you know, I, I will tell you, I love cherries. There is nothing that I love more than the cherry season. And when the cherry season is out, I am out there buying them, and I will eat what I call a stupid amount of cherries. And I know it's a stupid amount of cherries because, as cherries will, I can feel my belly gurgling and grumbling and all of that stuff. And I can, you know, I know that I'm going to pay for it. That's very similar to when, you know, you are doing something, you love doing it. And just like I love cherries, that doesn't mean that the cherries always love me. When we're doing spiritual work, when we're doing energetic work, when we're doing healing work, it doesn't mean that it's what we need to do all the time. There is more to each one of us. You know, yes, I am a healer, 
and I love watching old movies, and, you know, I'm a total Hobbit fan, and I enjoy the occasional video game. So healing, remember, what you do as a healer is one part of the total you. And while, yes, you know, we're those of us who work from a place of spirit, who work from a place of connection and saying, you know what, you know, spirit is guiding me to do this, spirit also understands you need to take a break. And it's important to be able to say no. It's important, you know, somebody is, you know, calls you up and you really aren't feeling up to it to say, you know what, I can't help you, but let me get on the phone. I'll find somebody who can. And the, you know, in one of the upcoming episodes, we're going to be talking about healers in community. But for right now, let me just say that it's important to have a community. It's important to have a backup. Because if you're working on someone and you are not feeling your best, you're not really helping them. You know, in fact, you may be doing some harm. You may be, you know, because you're not holding that energy as tightly as you can. And the only way you can hold that energy is by taking care of yourself. By when you go into a healing situation, you are, you know, ready, you know, feet firmly planted. You are solidly grounded. It's like, hey, I'm in for the marathon. I'm, we're good. So what are some of the ways that we take care of ourselves as healers? First off, by, as I said, if you're not feeling up to healing, don't. If you wake up and you're not in a good space, you may have to call your appointments and say, you know what, we're going to need to reschedule or I'm going to need to pass you to somebody else for today. But setting boundaries. Healers are notoriously bad at setting boundaries. It's important that we do so. Because it doesn't mean that we're any less caring. It doesn't mean that we're any less connected. It just means that we recognize that we need to be able to step back and you know, maybe just go relax for a little bit to take a few days off. Now, as you work through the processes of healing, each person in each tradition will have their own ways of clearing energy. One of my favorites is a, um, it's a salt bath, which does an awesome job for clearing energy. And basically, it's one cup of sea salt, one cup of Epsom salt, and a half a cup of baking soda. You take that, you put it into a tub. Now, this is done right before bed. You don't get up and go do other things or go to the mall or, you know, watch a horror movie or anything like that, you know, because what this does is it clears you, but it leaves you kind of open. So right before bed, you know, throw the sea salt, Epsom salt, and baking soda in, And you just soak in that. You know, make it as hot as you can comfortably sit. Don't lobster yourself. But just allow yourself to sit in it. Allow yourself to, you know, let that draw out. One, the Epsom salt and the sea salt are an excellent detox. And what they're going to do is they're going to help draw out, you know, the the lactic acid and all of that stuff that creates tight muscles. That when you've overworked a muscle, that's one of the things that's released and it allows your system to let it go. So it relaxes you on a physical level, and it also relaxes you on an energetic level. So then, you know, you soak in a nice tub. You know, if you want to use some sage, smudge the bathroom, and then, you know, smudge your sleeping area, and just go afterwards and go lay down. I mean, if if you have a partner that you work with or, or someone you live with who would be willing to do it, having that bath drawn for you is 
epic. It is, it's just amazing to have somebody take care of you in that way. And this is an excellent way to clear out, you know, the the stuff that may have gotten on you. I always talk about spiritual work is like going to a barbecue wearing white. The trick is don't get any on you. But if you do, the trick is knowing how to clean it. So that is one of the ways that uh, I like to be able to clear myself. If you don't have a tub, then you just put it into a big pitcher and pour it over yourself. You can You can do it that way. You could also use sage and, you know, create sage bundles, make a nice tea with it, and pour it into a tub and soak in that. Now, that can be done at any time during the day. Um, Some people will utilize lavender. They will, you know, they'll soak into a tub with lavender sprinkled in it, or they'll get like a little pillow that has lavender in it and just sit there and put it up against their nose and sniff it, and, you know, and then that's nice and cooling and, and soothing. So whatever it is, that your tradition does in order to release energy that doesn't belong to you, make a habit of that. Set it as a routine. What I do in my office every single morning, out fail, I smudge my office first thing in the morning. I set the intention for that day. I talk about the fact that healing is going to take place and whatever energies or spirits or angels or whatever who would like to participate in that, that they are welcome to come in and help. And so by setting that intention each and every morning, I clear. And, you know, usually depending on what type of day I've had, before I leave, I will clear myself. Again, before I get into the car and get into the traffic and head home. So as you think about, you know, the type of work you do, whether it's just, you know, every once in a while for a family or friends, or whether or not you're doing a lot of work. It's, when I first started studying, they talked about 10 days before and 10 days after. And 10 days before work, even if you don't know about the work, once you find out you're going to be participating in a healing work or something, if you think back over the 10 days before that, it's like, you know, something felt a little weird. And then 10 days after, to be able to process, integrate, and release what, you know, you don't want to, you know, carry around with you. So they always talked about 10 days before, 10 days after. And the thing is, is that I spent probably almost four years without ever leaving that state. It was, there was never a 10-day point that I, I didn't have an overlap with another work that I was doing. When you work at that level, yes, you need to pay attention to clearing. You need to take care of that. Any practitioner who says they don't worry about clearing is either fooling themselves or trying to fool somebody else. We all need to make sure we clear because we all interact with each other's energies. Most healers are empathic, which means you feel things as other people feel them. You know, you feel it within yourself. When somebody else is sad, you feel sad at the rate that they are. And if you're not clear on separating what belongs to you with what belongs to somebody else, that could be, you know, it it could get you into a pretty sticky situation because then not only are you carrying the heebie-jeebies from somebody else, the next person you work on is going to enter that field. And, you know, you become a carrier of heebie-jeebies. So... It is important to keep 
one, your heebie-jeebies to yourself, and two, keep, you know, other people's heebie-jeebies to, you know, where they belong. And it it really is interesting because I when I use the phrase heebie-jeebies, you know, some people would take themselves very seriously in the spiritual realms. Go, it's like, really, that's the phrase you use? But, oh, my gosh, there isn't one of us that, as a kid, didn't hear about the heebie-jeebies. So the idea that, you know, and I use that phrase intentionally because I, you know, we don't want to attach too much story as to how overwhelming or scary energy is. Energy is energy. It doesn't have to be big and scary. It deserves respect. And the more we put into it, the more powerful we make it in our minds, the harder it is to deal with the harder it is to clear ourselves. And with just some basic, simple practices, we can make sure that we are able to both, you know, make sure that our space is clear, that we are clear, and that when we work on people, you know, there's been events where, you know, sometimes people will work on multiple people. Then you will be able to clear, even if it's at an event and you've only got five, ten minutes to clear between two people, you know how to do it. So, clearing, very important. First off, boundaries, then clearing, then maintenance. And the idea of looking at the things that you use as a part of that. It's important to clear your items. You know, some people do a lot of work with crystals. Those crystals really love, every once in a while, being taken out, put them out under the light of the full moon. You know, you can leave them out there for three days. I usually go um, the first night of the full moon and then the two following days. Whatever crystals I normally use, I take them, put them outside, and let them just kind of be in that. And what that does, the clearer your, your tools, the clearer your equipment, the better you'll be able to work with them. And whether you use sage, whether you use cedar, whether, you know, maybe you use, um, you know, a variety of other things. Different traditions have different things that they use. So whatever tradition that you embrace, look at what are the clearing processes that you would do. And since many rivers lead to the same ocean, it's important to be able to tap into other clearing processes mainly because whether you use them or not, you will come across people who need to be able to be given tools for clearing themselves. And if you only have one tool and that tool cannot work with that person, well, then you cannot be as helpful as you would like. I mean, if you were being asked to rebuild an engine and somebody just handed you a hammer and said, okay, go for it, rebuild the engine and the only tool you get to use is a hammer, you're not going to get very far. There's a saying that if all you have is a hammer, all the world has to be a nail. And in this working with people, working with energies, it is so important to be able to have a variety of tools that you can tap into because you need to be able to connect with that person. I mean, it could be something as simple as, well, I always burn sage. Let's bring out the sage, and we're going to smudge, and we're going to burn sage. You get somebody who's tremendously asthmatic, that's a problem. And they say, look, I can't be around any smoke. And then it's, oh, but all I do is burn sage. I, You know, we have the sage, and we must burn it. 
No, you you can't. So if you go, okay, fine, no problem, we can use salt to clear a space. We can use um, fresh sage that's all very bendy and, and, and very green and very fragrant, and you can take that and you can rub it across the person, on, you know, their arms, their legs, and, you know, across their forehead and, you know, on their palms. That involves no smoke at all. You can utilize um, sage water. So there's a lot of different ways. It creates so much less stress on a practitioner. Now, if you're a practitioner who does things in a particular way and that's how you do it, great, no problem. Then, you know, all the world can be a nail. If that's the one thing that you do, just make sure that you know other people. And this is another part of community that crosses over into self-care is letting someone else work on you, allowing yourself to step out of the place where your system is best and how you do it is best. You know, if you're a Reiki practitioner, you know, it's you have your way because even though, even if people are all trained under the same way, the energy moves through each person differently. It resonates with them differently. So the idea of finding somebody else who can sit with you and say, you know, wow, you know, you really look like, you know, you're kind of need some, some help with moving that energy along, letting them work on you. There is nothing so difficult as trying to manage things on your own. And if you are in a space, if you've been doing a lot of work, if you haven't been clearing, and you need help, it's important to reach out because it is very easy for this sort of thing to trigger a downward spiral. And even the best practitioners, most experienced practitioners, need to be conscious of the fact that a downward spiral can be triggered. And what I mean by a downward spiral is when you reach a place where you can't do the work anymore, when you can't get your energy in that good, happy place anymore, you know, and you start isolating yourself. And, you know, maybe you're not able to, you know, do what you did. And then you think, well, no, I can do this. I can, I can do it myself. I can, I can clear myself. You know, the, a dentist doesn't pull their own teeth. And while we can do a certain amount of self-clearing, it's important to be able to tap into the people around you, the people, you know, maybe who you've worked with, the people who you can trust, and say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling in my good space here. I'm not feeling okay. Reach out. Reach out in order to take care of yourself. Let other people take care of you, which is, such a big part. I mean, even if somebody isn't, you know, a, a spiritual worker, if somebody is really good at giving a back rub, it helps. We have to acknowledge body, mind, and spirit. When we have somebody who, you know, maybe it's just they do an amazing job at soaking feet and rubbing feet. And, oh, my God, if, if you do that, you are golden. You know, there is there is almost nothing better than having your feet taken care of. Even that, by someone who is not trained at all, but who cares about you and who does a good job at it, let them help you. Let yourself be spoiled. Admit 
that you're not feeling as good as you could. Allow yourself just, you know, the, the I won't even say it's a luxury. It's not a luxury. It's a necessity. Allow yourself the necessity of letting someone take care of you because as, as healers, we're not good at that. We're not good at letting others take care of us. And we need to be because we take care of a lot of people. And as we talked about last week, pretty much everybody is a healer. At some point, everyone is called to be there for somebody, to help somebody feel better, to hold space, to, you know, to give them a hug, to help a a friend through a really tough time. We're all healers on one level or another for somebody. And in order to do that as good as we can, we've got to make sure we're okay. And by allowing others to help us, by keeping track with our clearing. There's a lot of of folks who forget to do daily meditation because, you know, it's like, well, I'm busy and I'm working on this and I'm working on that and I'm I'm teaching or I'm, I'm doing all these things. We need to be able to stick with the basics. And one of the basics, one of the most important basics is every day take the time Let yourself be still. Let yourself go into that quiet place. Turn off the phone. And even if it's just five, ten minutes of just sitting and breathing, it is amazing how rejuvenating that can be for someone who does healing work. When you just go back to your core and your heart and there's nobody else there and you let yourself have that time off, then, you know, you can take a breath and, you know, get back on that treadmill and, you know, Keep fighting the good fight and taking care of people because that's what you want to do is take care of people. That's what you're meant to do is take care of people. And the person that you need to take care of more than anybody else really is yourself because if you don't, then you're not going to be taking care of other people and it's going to be harder and you're not going to be able to do as much as you, as you can. Now, one of the other ways which it may seem odd that a healer can take care of themselves is by learning something new, taking a new class, thinking, oh, wow, you know, that type of healing, I've never heard of that. I want to find out about that. And, or, you know, maybe a type of meditation. Wow, you know, that meditation really, I tried it, it kicked up my energy, I want to learn more about it. Being in a perpetual state of loving what you do means that you get to learn more and more ways to do it. And taking time off to go to a weekend seminar or even if it's just your noon to go to a meditation class, to meet up with a, a new meditation group or to meet up with a new group of healers. Maybe it resonates with you, maybe it doesn't. But to take that time to learn something new because when we're learning, you know, there's, there's always something extra Because then it's like, wow, how can I apply this? Wow, I'm learning this. You know, I go to, you know, for continuing education as a chiropractor. You know, I'm required to take a certain number of hours of continuing education. And it always amazes me. You know, I go and I sit down and it's like, wow, you know, that's a new adjusting technique. I want to learn that. You know, let let me see if I can get that down or... You know, maybe it's a different way to evaluate. It's like, ooh, I never even thought about that. No matter what type of healer you are, there's always something more to learn. And even if you are just 
nope, I do Reiki and there's nothing but Reiki for me and and that's it and and I'm very content to do this this same way over and over again. Great, wonderful. But I'd be willing to bet that that type of Reiki has little nuances and has little, there's some somebody who is doing something with it that you don't know yet. And maybe you see it on, on a TV show or maybe you, you know, read about it in a magazine and you go, wow, that is kind of cool. You know, I can take myself to the next level because it's always about taking ourselves to the next level. And no matter how many levels we take ourselves to, we need to remember that at each one of those levels, we need a break. We need a way to keep our, our balance. We need a way to be able to do the work we want to do and then do something else. Go to a movie, read a book, play a video game. So look at what you need to do in your life to be able to find balance with the healer and the person. And if you can do that, then, you know, healer, you will heal thyself. So thank you for joining me once again. And after the show, I will be checking into the chat room and answering any questions or comments if anybody's there. And uh, if you do have a question or comment, go ahead and type it in, and I will come in and answer it to the best of my ability. If you would like to uh, speak with me on a more individual basis, you can reach me through my website at wwwthe healing housecom And uh, that will take you, and you can email me from there. And you can also check out my meetup if any of you are on meetup.com. Uh, I'm at meetup.com healing house events. So that has a listing of the events that, you know, we do locally. So until next time, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings. I wish all the healers to place themselves at the top of the list of people they want to heal. And I wish you the ability to take care of others and take care of yourself as much as you possibly would like to. So until next time, this is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. Take care. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.